Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. The end is near. The end is here. Your days are running out. I'm talking to you who name the name of Christ. Are you turning others to the Lord, my friend? You name the name of Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And Jesus said that he came to seek and save that which was lost. So that we know that if you're following, if I'm following Jesus and I am seeking to save that which was is lost, that is that which is separated from God because of sin, but you and I are ministers of reconciliation. In other words, those who reunite or reconcile, bring back together the Father and other people who have been alienated from him by sin because all men are born in sin according to Romans 5 and many other verses and separated from God until they were reconciled to the King of kings and Lord of lords the one who while we were yet sinners came and died for us Jesus told us that if we followed him we would become fishers of men Jesus never said that if we followed him we would become good church members but rather we would become fishers of men. I pray that the truth in this audio message would begin to shock you into obedience in the holy fear of God. You see, friend, we've been sold in America by the priesthood, the epidemic of wolves, hireling wolves, who man pulpits today, that becoming a good church member and attending church weekly is the goal of the Christian. You see, this has been taught to us very subtly, and we must be deprogrammed, washed from that by the water of the truth, the water of the word of God. You see, for many that have been trained under these wolves in a false form of Christianity, why is it false? Well, because Jesus said, if we're going to follow him, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. And he said it was daily. He put a time frame on it. If we're not following Christ daily, then we are not following Christ according to his prescription. And therefore, we're not following Christ at all. All, my friend, Luke 9, 23 and 24, it's one of those places where we see Jesus said that you've got to, if you're going to follow them, you got to set yourself aside. You see, you've got to say with the Apostle Paul, you are dead. Say, I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. I am crucified with Christ. Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not not I, but Christ that liveth in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians 2.20, Galatians 5.24. We have put together two books on this subject. I won't belabor that point, but I want you to get those books. They're available in ebook and print to help you learn this daily cross that Jesus commanded us to take up. Those books are named I Die Daily and Raised Up at SafeguardYourSoul.com. You see, back to our topic here. For many, their escape 
from truly daily submitting to Jesus is that they commit to their pastor, if you will. They commit to becoming a church member. They commit to attending local church organizational meetings, that is, their Sunday morning meetings, but they aren't committed to Christ. They aren't given over to God. They have not truly repented and laid down their lives, which would bring about a daily walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, being led of the Spirit, empowered by the divine person of the Holy Ghost. Truly following Christ on his terms has been replaced by church membership. And the cross, the daily cross, cannot be replaced by anything and you still be following Christ. Paul uh, told of these deceivers and particular leaders who are enemies of the cross of Christ in the end of Philippians 3. Like I said earlier, the end is here. The days are running out. And let me ask you, are you turning others to the Lord? Are you giving the word of God to others? Are you praying for others and building up the body of Christ? Will you shine as a jewel of the Most High in all eternity, or will you be shut out of the kingdom? Daniel 12 verse 3 says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Daniel 12, 3, one more time. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. One more time. For the eyes of the Lord, what do they do? What's God looking at and for? What is he looking for? For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Now, friend, let's, let me stop for a moment and encourage you to realize that you cannot change your past. You cannot change your past. You cannot change what you did earlier today or yesterday or last night. But you can make a change right now, which will affect your future. You can truly repent, which will bring forth the fruit of a changed life and one who is engaged in the things of God in this last hour, shaken to the core of your being in the holy fear of God and finally brought to a place of full surrender where you fall prostrate before the Lord and cry out, Lord, I lay my life into your hand. I lay my life in thine hands. Into your hands, your perfect, infinite, divine hands, I submit my spirit. I commit my life, spirit, soul, and body unto thee, O God. No greater time, beloved, to answer the call of God. It doesn't matter what kind of so-called reputation you've had among the religious or those who are supposed to be good church folks or whatever. It's time to lay down the life and surrender every part of your being without reserve to surrender your life to the Lord. Following Jesus' example would require that we be about our Father's business of turning others to Christ and being a fisher of men 
And that begins with repentance. That begins when you stop just hearing good messages like this one straight out of the word of God, the judge. These are the words of the judge of your very eternal soul, beloved, and lay down your life. Get before the Lord. Turn off all the foolish electronics. Cut your cable off. Turn off your phone and go and be alone with the Lord. The best time to do that is now. You put it off, Satan will intervene and intercept the affections of your heart by entangling you with the affairs of this life. And it may be the final blow to your eternal soul. John 4, 34, Jesus saith unto them, My meat, Jesus said, is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. When you truly repent, beloved, when you truly repent, your whole life will be set upon the Lord and upon accomplishing his will will. The Bible speaks of those who profess to know God, but in works they deny him. Are you one of those who claims to be a follower of Christ, and yet you're not reaching out to lost souls. You're not spending your time praying for and edifying the body of Christ. Titus 1 verse 16 says that in works they deny him, even though they profess that they know the Lord. They have a mere form or formula of godliness, but deny the power, the authority, the daily reign of Christ in their daily lives. Titus 1.16, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. One more time, Titus 1.16, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. You see, their works testify that they're full of self, not full of the Savior. They've got time, energy, money to watch TV, to play games on the internet or Xbox or whatever, to go watch all the latest new movies and the old ones. But that's the works of their life, you see. But they have no time to give themselves to Christ and to begin to obey him, to preach the gospel to lost souls. He that winneth souls is wise, to go Pray for an old lady or man in a nursing home or go visit them to go feed the poor to stop eating so that you can get, first of all, or also, may I add, lose some of that fat off your life, not only spiritually, but physically, not only physically, but spiritually. If you're like most Americans who claim to know Jesus, you could really use to skip a few meals as it is. You see, when you give your life to Christ, you're going to be about his business, not your own, not about just feeding all your carnal appetites and fascinations with your movies and feeding your belly that's already overweight anyway. It's going to be about following Christ and being witnessed, minister of reconciliation and ambassador, as the Bible says, for Christ. If you're born again, if you truly know the Lord and you're abiding, you're remaining in him, then you're an ambassador for Christ. You're making him known to others. The sad fact, Fred, as most people listening to this message are not even saved. You might have been saved in the past, but you have since backslidden. You have left your first love, and God is calling you to repent before it's too late, to seek ye the Lord while he may be found, to call ye upon him while he is near, because this may be your very last warning. You may be getting ready to enter into the point of no return. Let me stop right here to say I know some people who have been lied to for many years, years and some of them for decades about the by the wolves who have sold them on this once saved always saved demonic theology they may be saying oh well i'm not saved by my works 
Well, let's find out where your heart really is by your works, because Jesus said you will know people by the fruit. If the fruit of your life is, as I've explained earlier, watching movies, being entertained, trying to find the next new restaurant to go get a little fatter at, to work out your body, all of these things that matter to you. If that's the fruit of your life, instead of doing those in moderation or cutting out some of those, obviously, but being about your father's business, then you are definitely not saved. You see, you're going to hear, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you as sure as you're listening to me, because Jesus said right before that in Matthew 7, 19 and 20 and 21, that you shall know them by their fruits. If the fruit of your life is described here, that you do nothing to minister to the gospel, to anyone. You do nothing to build up and love on the body of Christ and to give your life and your substance to them. And yet you've got time, energy, money to go plan your vacations. God forbid if you don't have a vacation every six months or a year, couldn't live without one. God forbid that you can't watch the latest movie or spend hours a day playing the latest game or watching your TV. You see, if that's the fruit of your life, you see, you profess that you know God, but you're denying Christ every day. You see, you think your little one hour or a fix on Sunday morning is what God requires because you followed men. You haven't followed Christ. You haven't gotten in his word. You haven't listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit who has convicted you over and over and over and over to study the word of God, but you have turned away. You have refused. You have gone the way of sinful flesh. And there's coming an hour when you call on the Lord and he will not hear you according to the book of Proverbs chapter 1. And I'm going to pick up in about verse 18 where the scripture says, and they lay wait for their own blood. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain. See, many of you spend more time, energy, and thought, and money laying up treasure that's going to be gone soon. When your life expires, who is going to do, and what are those riches going to be then, Jesus said? What good would it be for a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? All of his earthly riches will be nothing. In fact, they will testify against you because you did not use them for the glory of God, but for your own self-serving, selfish, greedy, purposes. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her word, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called, and you refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. And ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. And for that they hated the knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, that is, into eternal damnation, and the prosperity.
prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. In other words, anybody who hearkens to the Lord repents and begins to obey the Lord. And when you truly repent, you will begin with daily obedience, moment by moment, walking in the spirit and letting the life of Christ flow through you to other members of the body of Christ to build them up, to edify them, and to reach lost souls. See, whosoever hearken unto the Lord, whoever repents and obeys the Lord, shall dwell safely, not only now, but for in eternity, and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. And that's in contrast with those who refuse to hear and to obey the word of the Lord, as we read in the preceding verses. Therefore, God says he will not hear them when they cry. You see, they have numbed their minds. They've watched mind-numbing video games. They've played in movies and listened to music that has numbed their mind by the prince of the power of the air, Satan himself, who has blinded the minds of those who believe not. That's not the lost so much as those that are within the church, the professing church world, who are lost. They do not have a life with Christ. They are not abiding with the judge of their eternal souls, the Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore will be cast into eternal damnation. Their lives are not being built upon the foundation of the rock of Christ because they are not obeying the word of God. And that's what we read in Matthew 7 in the verses we were just now quoting in the ensuing verses where he says, those who obey the word of God are those who are building their house on the rock. They're digging deep and founding it on the only foundation against the judgment to come. We pick up in verse 19 and we close here. Matthew 7, 19. This is a fascinating chapter I want you to become very, very, very familiar with. Matthew 7. Begin to highlight and write on index cards and memorize and share treasure, divine, treasureful verses from this chapter. Every tree, Jesus said, that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. What is the fruit of your life, beloved? What is it? Stop for a moment and make an honest assessment. What is the fruit of your life? What are they? What do you spend your time doing? That's your fruit. What are your works? That's your fruit. You see, and while you're not saved by good works or good fruit, good works and good fruit or the fruit of good works is always without exception going to be resident in a true believer. If you don't have good works and good fruits, it's because you are not a true believer. You have mental assent. You have demonic faith. Even the devils believe in God and tremble. That doesn't save them though. As James argues in James 2, if you have saving faith, you have good works. If you don't have good works, it's because you don't have saving faith, period. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is to trust in, cling to, and rely upon. That's what the Greek word for faith is, pisteo, the trust in, the cling to, and rely upon. First John 2 verse 4 says, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Jesus commands you to go love one another, love the brother. Jesus commands you to go preach the gospel to every creature. Are you communicating the word of God to others? How are they going to be saved if you don't obey the Lord? If you're not communicating the gospel to others that are lost souls, you are not obeying Christ. 
You do not have the fruit of a saving relationship with Christ, okay? Because you've made something else more important than him. Perhaps it's yourself. You worry about what people are going to think about you. Why? Because it's all about you. It's not about Jesus. You haven't laid down your life. Again, Matthew 7, 19, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. This is the beatitude. This is written to the disciples of Christ, not the lost. If you're not bearing good fruit, you're going to be hewn down. You were once planted in the vineyard of the Lord, but you have ceased to bring forth good fruit, and you're going to be hewn down and cast into the fire. What does that mean? Well, you see, you're not bearing good fruit because you're really not abiding in an intimate relationship with Christ, John 15. Therefore, you're going to be broken off your branch, you as a branch, and thrown into the fire. John 15, 1 through 6, you see, because you're not abiding in Christ. Well, I go to church. Well, I say my prayers in the morning and read a few scriptures. You're not abiding in Christ, though, if you don't have good works. You're running through a rigmarole, a schedule. You're not engaging in an intimate, laid-down relationship with Christ. You see, you have a form or a formula of godliness, but you're denying the reign of Christ in your life. I've done it, friends, I know. And this is what the Bible is telling us. God is warning us before it's too late, you see. There are many listening who have the form of godliness, and they, they're well-meaning, and they need this message this message straight from the Word of God to shake you to the core of your being so that you go on a fast and you get rid of self today. You lay it all down. You lay it all down. You read Isaiah 58, God's prescription for fasting and to be broken, for every yoke to be broken over your life that's now ruling. You see, the sins of your life have allowed for dark spirit evil spirits to come and make their nest over your life. But if you'll submit yourself to God, you're going to be able to resist the devil and he is going to flee from you. And yes, there's going to be an open heaven over your life because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And it's the anointing, the presence of Jesus by his Holy Spirit that's going to break those yokes that now uh, hold you captive and darken your understanding and your vision in the kingdom and in the Lord. Verse 20, Matthew 7, wherefore by their fruit you shall know them. By their fruit you shall know them, not by their profession, but by their lives the extent of their lives, if you will, or the overall pattern of their life, of your life. Not everyone, Jesus said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, he that doeth, doeth, doeth. Does that need any explanation? Does that need a seminary graduate to tell us that Jesus didn't really mean what he said? You see, Jesus clearly said here that there'll be many that say, Lord, Lord, unto him, but they will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because they don't do the will of the Father. You see, if you're saved, if you're engaged in an abiding, saving relationship with Christ, without which you're not going to go to heaven, you're going to hell, then you are a doer of the word of God. James 1.22 says, but be ye doers, doers, doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Anybody who hears the word, anybody who hears this word, and does not fall prostrate before the Lord in repentance, which is the unchanging message of the gospel, and that's where it all begins, is in repentance, turning your life fully and completely and without reserve over to the Lord, then you are not a doer of the word, but you're a hearer if you're only hearing this message. 
and you will plunge into deeper darkness and perhaps the point of no return. Verse 22, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Hey, we went to church. We stood around and prophesied. And in thy name have cast out devils. Hey, Lord, we helped cast out a devil. And in thy name done many wonderful works. That includes all so-called Christian works, singing in the choir. It's never named as a work of Christ or ministry, by the way. You know, being an usher, uh, going to church, helping out by cleaning the church building, you know, the one God never told anybody to build. I won't go into that right now. There's going to be people Jesus is foretelling that are going to stand before him and call him Lord and name all, bring up all these wonderful so-called church things and things they did. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you depart from me, ye that work iniquity, lawlessness. You lived your life unto yourself and compartmentalized me, Jesus is saying here. You did your little church thing on Sunday. See, some of you listening need to get out of church so that you can begin to swim instead of sink. You know, you begin to have a life of Christ and with Christ on your own. And as you do, the onion's going to begin to be peeled and you're going to come away and begin, as you get in the word every day, you're going to begin to see how you are under this dark cloud of religion, you see, of one flavor or the other, and how you really weren't walking with Christ, but you were following the herd of cattle and uh, down the broad road that leads to destruction under the banner of being a Christian and being a church member. It's not till you come out and don't feel the need that, oh, I've got to be in church. Hey, listen, folk, I went through nearly five decades of having that feeling, but I am freer and freer every day by serving Christ and getting more and more on fire by the grace of God every day. Because when you come out of her, you see, you're coming out of her clutches, you're being broken from her and those demon spirits that once ruled over you because you disobeyed God by submitting to that form of godliness and form of religiosity, you see, is going to be broken over your life. Now, I'm not going to continue to read here, but I want you to finish this chapter read this chapter and find out about what Jesus says in the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight verses about building your house on the rock by being one who obeys the Lord. And that begins with repentance, friend, by laying down your life today. Yes, today, now is the day. Now is the hour for, of salvation for you to lay down your life, to get right with God, to go, to turn off everything that would distract you and get alone with him and lay down your life in full, complete, unreserved repentance. SafeguardYourSoul.com. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on SafeguardYourSoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say 
together in the words of Revelation 22. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.